Hey everyone, this is going to be another episode of the Iron Man podcast, episode 110 with Hero Darky Dark. And nice to meet you, man. How are you doing, actually? What's up? What's up? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. No problem, man. So, uh, would you like to tell the audience something about yourself right out the gate that you would like them to know? Oh, uh, well, you know, I'm a as my subtitle says, I'm a man of culture and I create peak. So there we go. Okay. Hmm. Now you want, now you got me interested. So, uh, so <laughs> how was, uh, growing up actually pretty good, bad, great, actually. Uh, I'd say it was, I'd say it was, it was decent, you know, good family, family I love mm-hmm. plus issues, but who doesn't have issues growing up? So yeah. I'd say overall I have, no regrets about how I grew up. How old are you actually? I'm in my twenties. Your twenties? Okay. Okay. So, where are you from? You're in the United States, right? Uh yeah. Okay. So, what do you personally enjoy, actually? <laughs> I say I'm at the current moment. I'm basically like having into like manga, anime. No, hey, these are my comics like Vogue Sun, Gunslinger Spawn, those kind of stuff. All right, so how'd you get into anime actually? I like how most people do, but one, I have mm-hmm. a lot, I have older brothers, so when they're watching stuff like DBZ, Pokemon, mm-hmm. I was watching with them, so yeah, okay. it's one of those things that just catches on, yeah. So, do you think anime has gotten better for you over time, or you think it's just been just the same more or less uh define better than been in writing or like just overall well i think uh english dubs have gotten better over time actually i think writing and quality storytelling was always there but i think like the way the animation used to look for some shows people said didn't look as good honestly you know that was probably like pretty much the only criticism that was like really huge or, you know, certain dub lines just don't translate very well because, you know, the dub translations for a lot of the original shows we used to watch weren't, weren't like the best, you know, the subs are always incredibly well done, honestly, but you know, say all opinions yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, you got a point. I think what really improved was the accessibility of watching these things. Cause I remember mm-hmm. I was younger. If I couldn't find it episodes on YouTube, I basically didn't watch it. So, mm-hmm. you know, being able to now have better sites, better ability to just go and watch shows has really improved, which makes it easier to just enjoy my shows. Mm-hmm. So, um, you actually have your own YouTube channel as well, don't you? Uh, yeah, I do. It's been some time since I uploaded. I know I uploaded a video to it like this week and mm-hmm. like a week or two ago. So, yeah, I've been trying to get back in the groove of actual making things. Yeah, you know, for I, the most uh, part, I just shit post there. <laughs> I, I see that. Why are you why are you so mean to people? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just it's how I am sometimes. You know, me, I just take a lot of humor from mm-hmm. uh kind of being a little bit of a dick sometimes. We could tell. <laughs> <laughs> why are you such a dick sometimes? What did they do to you? <laughs> Who made you this way? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so my defense, some people ask for it. That is true. Yeah, some people just generally deserve it, and I told people I don't give a flying fuck actually. Because <laughs> what I told people is, hey, if you say retarded things and you do retarded things, then I firmly believe you, I can just do whatever I want at that point. Because okay, just put yourself in that position, did you not? So you actually create your own characters, right? You have your own stories you write, don't you? Uh, yes, I do. I'm currently working on two. One is called Relentlessly Bullied Hero. It's mm-hmm. inspired mostly by My Hero Academy, where how it's a young hero. He's new, a bit of an edgelord, but that's kind of like mm-hmm. a joke in the series. And he's, <laughs> you know, basically in his world, his world's All Might or Superman had died during like the past couple of years. And because of that, a lot of the heroes and civilians started, they started acting funny being apathetic, not taking things that he said seriously. Okay. There's groups that's there to propagate heroism, but all they do is just have fancy balls and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, as an edgelord, he takes things a little bit too seriously, tries his mm-hmm. best to 
ways that standards try to make people care, does his best, and that stuff. And along the way, there's this villain lady who follows him around just to see what he does because she finds it interesting seeing what he does. Okay. And then, yeah. And then the second story is Stormwell Riders. Have you ever played games like Jet Set Radio? I'm pretty sure I have, yeah. Yeah, it's basically inspired by that and animes like Air Gale. So it's a bunch of, of course, people on World Blades. Mm-hmm. There's cool battles, spray painting, rebellion, you know, all that good delinquent stuff. Yeah. So all also, where did you get because you got inspired by anime, but what made you actually want to go and officially start writing? Was it like you saw an episode of an anime one time, and you're like, I got to finally just put my ideas down on paper. Yeah, well, I have have a long creative bout ahead of me. You know, I've always been one of those kids who just like to, you know, think about, you know, shows extensively. I remember when I was younger, I think in like middle school or elementary school, I had like a mini notebook where I was drawing my own stories. It was mm. terrible, but it was still there. But I think that really made me start going, okay, let's try to make something a little bit legit was like a high school assignment I did where we just had to make like a mini story. So I made one kind of like a joke. I like just doing jokes a lot, but it was about me killing all my classmates. So it was like a horror film. Holy shit. Jesus <laughs> I Christ. I mean, surprisingly, they liked it. Like they were deeply interested in it. <laughs> but, you know, from there, it was like, oh, wow, this is actually kind of fun. Let me, let me try to put more focus in that. And then, you know, from there, it was just, all right, you know, let's go from that to, uh, Fanfics, which have some regrets about that, but you know, hey, you can't change it. <laughs> and then you know, what are you putting like Deku having sex with Bakugo or something? <laughs> oh no, 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 I'm not that yet. I'm more of the shit poster. <laughs> like I'm more the ones well, you can obviously tell that I'm doing most stuff for the memes or because I just thought, hey, yeah. wouldn't it be funny? Oh, well, you know, I was like a horny teenager, but you know, that's like. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and then eventually, as I grew up, you know, got a job, made some money, I'm like, all right, you know, I can't, I can't spend my entire life eating off of other people's work, you know. As someone a little bit of product, I do. You just don't want to forever live your life as someone who just be derivative of someone else. I decided, all right, you know, I, I'm a person. I sometimes talk shit, see how I like about different series and stuff. You know, let me put my own foot in my mouth. Not. Let me put my money where my mouth is and then try to do my own stuff, see how it goes, and just do what I've been doing, just create my own stuff. How long ago has this been happening? So you've been doing this for, like, what, a couple years, actually, you said? Uh, actually, creating my own stuff, that's more recent. We're, like, the last mm-hmm. one, two years. But, well, I guess you can say go back earlier, because even when I was a child, those original yeah. stories, but... Mm-hmm. Doing it more officially was more like the thing I've been doing for like the last one, two years. Yeah. Before we talk about My Hair Academia, which I do have opinions on, I did end up getting the newest My Hair Academia volume at my local Walmart. I've been keeping up as much as I can. There was a point where I kept up with everything, even all the manga chapters that they were dropping. Then at some point I fell off of it because not because it was bad, it was because, you know, uh, just, you know, life comes out. Yeah. Actually. Oh, yeah. I know that feeling. <laughs> Like, and now I, I recently was stumbling upon a chapter on the Shonen Jump um, website where they had the newest one out where, you know, what's happening. Obviously, like, All Might was helping out Deku fight um, All for One, you know. I was kind of – and those are decisions in, in the show that I um that I didn't like uh, initially at front. But before we go into that, I want to show off your, uh, your Kickstarter campaign is right here, actually. So, wait, those are my Twitter DMs. You can't see that. The hell? <laughs> All right, so relentlessly bullied hero number one, and this campaign debuts what? Uh, this this week, right? Uh, it's December. It's December twenty twenty four. Oh, you're actually debuting this next year. Oh, okay. So why why the wait until next to the end of next year? Actually. Oh shoot! I just. <laughs> I just realized I'll probably make that January. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's supposed to be the beginning of next year. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Oh that is that is if okay. you haven't noticed, I sometimes I just forget something. <laughs> I hate you. Oh god. So that happened. He realized that he should have put it for January 2024 instead of uh 
the end of next year. <laughs> but um, why would you why did why did you initially want to do it at January? We'll just correct there. <laughs> um, for the most part, I just you know, um, it's part of my marketing and stuff. I wanted to give it some time to build up because you know, not like I have a big following, so I need time to hype it up to give me mm-hmm. something to you know, build up, talk about, I can make videos to involve it. It just overall better way for me to, you know, help make sure that everything's ready along with art and everything. Cause I don't want to just rush it. And then, you know, even if I do succeed, I'm stumbling over myself just to try to get it. Cause I rusted it. So it's like, all right. Yeah. With that, along with some life stuff, I'm like, that'd be a perfect time for me to just start it, make sure everything's good. So I don't have to worry. And then just smooth sailing from there. Yeah, I was looking through some of your posts. Um, uh, the artwork for your main character does look really good, actually. You, you do all that yourself, right? You, you hire an artist, right? Oh, yeah, I hire artists. I am. I'm not full about drawing, but it's like, it's one of those things where you're just like, yeah, it's probably be a smarter move for me to just hire a drawer than do it myself. <laughs> okay. And how did you find your artist, actually? All around, you know, I use Twitter, you know, search up comic book rates. That's how I found the person for Stormworld Writers. And then mm. one, this one, there's also other freelance sites that you can look up if you want to go, if you're on a budget. Mm. And so, you know, eventually you just come across a guy where I'm like, okay, yeah, his prices are good, but his artwork, despite the price, is still also good. So, yeah, I'm going to take my chance with this guy. Okay. So... Have you been seeing and noticing all the random drama that's been happening with people that are part of like the Iron Age and stuff like that? Because I usually try to ask people about that when they're on is because it's become such a weirdly prevalent thing that people from that side of the internet are just going back and forth about just mindless things that have no actual bearing on quality of storytelling or characters or art or whatever actually. Oh uh, yeah, I heard about it. I don't know too much detail. I'm a very like to do my own thing kind of person. So being mm-hmm. super involved in all people's drama, especially if it doesn't interest me in any way, I'm just like, oh, ah, yeah, people are being dickheads. It's it's why I yeah. say sometimes I'm I'm a dick or I like sit posts. Kind of like yeah, people just like do dumb things. I don't want to get involved mostly because I don't have the energy for it. I'm busy mm-hmm. and I don't want this to be something that's so me forever over something stupid. No, that, that's true. I, I've been the same way. I think, um, cause I all chime in, but if it's literally just posts about just dumb shit that honestly isn't even going to matter in the grand scheme of things, when people actually potentially finish their books and get them done, I don't really see the need to go constantly back and forth with someone. It's kind of just like worthless. You know, I'd rather just go and, watch something i enjoy or do a youtube video about something i enjoy actually you know because it's going to be much more better use of my time than you know being on the x app by elon musk and arguing with people <laughs> yeah exactly because like i mean i got for uh, personally i'm like okay some people have jobs too so i'm like i used to yeah. want to waste so much time arguing over nonsense because like half the time i see it's not even like a good conversation like an actual issue or something I know, like, yesterday I was reading a thread about something that Saturday AM was doing, mm-hmm. but I don't know why I read about it. It was just stupid. But, like, outside situations like those, it's like, you know, you guys could be doing a lot better, either building the culture, making mm-hmm. sure you guys got your shipping and everything handled so you don't have to make books, or just boosting up other indie creators like we everyone says they should do, but a lot of people don't. But instead, you're using it to argue like each other arguing with each other like a bunch of high school people oh yeah and i think people gotta just understand it comes with a building an audience it just takes time you know you look at people like even um air july he mentioned in his uh making comics making money in comics video he recently put out he spent like 20 years building an audience the one that just had a big payoff for his comic company spent almost 20 years building an audience and i get like some people can build an audience through uh, just putting out random YouTube videos and they just hit it big. But like, as you know, and said before, 
Um, average people just aren't really going to have that. You're going to be like kind of like the exception to the rule. Oh, sorry, you're going to be the rule rather than the exception. I think people just don't really understand that. You know, and, and when you talk to people, it's just this weird, convoluted horseshit of just nonsense where they just like conflate two different ideas into one and then they think they're saying one thing, but they're really talking about another thing. And it's just, God, brains fried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's like, for some reason, it's a trend I've noticed recently. While a lot of people just act like they're still in high school, it's kind of annoying. I'm like, okay, you guys are grown adults. Like, you gotta be doing all this stuff, and like two days later, you got to complain about being broke. I'm just like, okay, maybe you just spent like those four months you spent, you know, mm -hmm. making sneak comments, complain about every single word Elon said or what this one person you don't like said. You could have mm -hmm. used that to, you know, probably learn a skill, get a better job, or make your book better, mm -hmm. make more YouTube videos and all that stuff. But instead you're doing it basically, you know, yapping like school children. I'm just like, okay, you know, it's very obvious that stuff like mm -hmm. that is why I don't like to get too caught up with groups. Kind of like you guys are wasting your time and it's going to bite you back when some of you guys don't hit where you want to hit. Yeah. Like we got to factor in. Uh, as you get older, so you know, you're, you said you're only like 20 years old, as you, and you'll realize it's growing up a bit more than what you are right now. Is time is really valuable, and you're sitting there wasting your time on just meaningless stuff. It's just not beneficial to you at all. Like I had to, you know, think about that last year and in uh, 2021. We're like, why am I dedicating my time to this nonsense? Actually, when I could just easily be doing something that'll actually benefit my time more or less. You know? Yeah, that's. That's basically also why I started moving away from, you know, like spam picks and stuff to my more original work. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's fun. You can get an idea, you know, just say nonsense for fun and stuff. But, you know, mm -hmm. eventually just like, yeah, I really want to spend my whole life or like a good chunk of my life just doing this. <laughs> and then when it comes time for me to actually do my creative stuff, my time, I'm like dirty and stuff. I can barely do it. And then I'm going to be sitting there wondering, man, where did my life go? And I look <laughs> back at my 20s and then see that, oh, yeah, there it is. I just spent all my time doing nothing. Or On the I won't say doing nothing, but like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, X <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> spent all my time just mindlessly tweeting on the Elon Musk X, -X app. Yeah, not good. <laughs> exactly. Oh, don't get God. me wrong. I'm not going to act like I'm like the hardest worker who does stuff 24 hours. No, I'm, I'm a... I can be temperate. Well, some days I just mm -hmm. very lazy. Like even when I write, sometimes it takes me like I don't know a day to write one panel dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna act like I'm the most efficient person, but hey, I can realize that and then realize, okay, let me let me put the time in where I need it instead of just wasting on something else. Oh, so before we go into uh, talking about My Hair Academia, which you probably want to talk about, which is, uh, do you follow any other properties like Star Wars, Marvel, DC, horror, sci-fi? Um, well, I mean, of course, like most people, I was a big fan of the MCU, but, you know, after Endgame, it was just like, yeah, yeah <laughs> this is not for me. And then, so of course, still the... After Endgame, <laughs> did you watch any of the Phase 4 or Phase 5 movies, actually? Did I actually watch it? I know I watched the Spider-Man one. That's probably the only good one they've released since then. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Basically. And then I think I watched like one or two more, but after that, I was just... On top of how very little the movies ever interest me, you know, everything around it, from the actors to everything else, just made me go, you know, blah. So, you know, I was kind of happy when I didn't mm -hmm. watch the movie, and it turns mm -hmm. out the movie was trash anyway, so I'm like, okay, good, I didn't... <laughs> Waste my time there. Yeah, so I fun. went to watch uh, Thor: Love and Thunder opening Thursday night. Yeah, that was just that was just a doozy. That movie was actually just peak dog shit. God lord. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I saw that dumpster fire coming from basically a mile away. The second I saw Lady Thor, like I have no issue with Lady Thor itself, but it's one of those things where it's like that toxic friend who goes to a event. Well, as soon as you see them there, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, no, this. This would be fun, but not in a good way. There's also this thing with the MCU where I've been noticing, because in Phase 5, with MN Lost Quantumania probably 
have you seen the numbers? They had their first like big second weekend box office drop so bad to the point where the movie just couldn't recover. That just happened, you know? Mm. Well, that's really big, actually. And you're thinking, like, what is going on? Because the movies still make money, but what people keep forgetting is they don't make profit, is what I keep bringing up to people. Because make in business, making money and making profit is two totally different things, actually. You know, the movies still do very well consumer just for movies that come out now in general, but they don't get the same amount of box office big numbers like they used to, unless they're just Spider-Man. Spider-Man has the only uh, two billion dollar movies after Endgame, Far From Home and No Way Home. The other ones are, I mean, most of us of Madness came really close. That probably still may, maybe or may not have been a loss leader for the studio, but the interest in these phase four movies just really hasn't been there, honestly. I think phase four was a pretty bad phase all things considered, actually, you know? Oh, yeah, no doubt. And mm-hmm. I think the reason why it's finally hitting a drop is because, like, all the goodwill that's been built up is basically gone. Like, I remember oh, yeah. being in high school. I forgot what mm-hmm. grade I was in. But I was in high school, and one of the teachers, you know, was came in and asked about the MCU because she got a little bit lost about where all the stones were. And so <laughs> we had a conversation as I basically caught her up and stuff like that. Nowadays, I hear no one ever not even people my age speaking about it and i'm just like yeah i think because of course at this such a climax and a very weak following that everyone else just like goes from not caring to yeah no that's that's not of interest not even on my way anymore yeah i think uh, or even people around your age now are getting more into anime which is crazy actually I know. but that's the <laughs> real part i don't even think it has to be like that Divergent was like, okay, yeah, either you're part of MCU or you're part yeah. of anime because you know, I was keeping up with both, so it's not like it was a one or the other thing, it's just that one lacked so hard that now no one cares about it. Because, like, yeah. they got rid of most of their star and attack mm-hmm. seekers and then replaced them with people with so little presence or are so toxic to be mm-hmm. around that it's not even enjoyable to be there. No, I agree, I think it's. it's one of those things where people don't, you don't have to choose one or the other, but I think people have come to realize, like you said, one is vastly declining in quality storytelling or has been since Endgame, actually, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, remember, I don't know, because you said you watched a few of them too. I'm just looking just how they've treated Thor as a character and looking at just what they did with Doctor Strange and how they treated Black Widow and her movie. It's just, there's only so much the audience is going to take of just bullshit until they just go like, I'm good on this, you know? Oh, but yeah, no doubt. that's happened with these. What's crazy is that that already happened with the DC movies. I don't know if you consume those constantly or have for a lot of those movies, but you see like the box of us numbers for those have been extraordinarily bad. And people always mention, well, I like the movie, but yeah, that has nothing to do with it performing very well. You could like anything you want. It doesn't mean it performs very well to whatever standard that it needed you to make money, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's something a lot of people miss that. Well, yeah, again, not everyone's always interested in making money. You know, how much everyone wants, quote unquote, every work to be paid equally or living wages. Oh, yeah. It has to make money or else where do you think all that money comes from? You know, things just don't fall to the sky. Someone got to pay the bills, exactly. Uh, no, I think people have to realize that as well, which is um, these studios that people claim they love and will go on Twitter and talk tell them some fucking horse shit about them, even though those dudes don't like them, they just want their money. Realize these things have to make money whether you like them or not, you know? And that's something, someone I brought up a uh, conversational talking point with why 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 do fans care about how much money uh in any insert property makes? Well, it has to. If you want it to continue, it has to make money. That that's kind of just it. Well, it's uh, it's a performance based industry, so these things have to perform very well. It's just how it works. This is how the world functions based off you know capitalism and all that all that other stuff, right? You know, at least they have to work like decently so that they can keep mm-hmm. things running. Right. Like, yeah, you know, not everything has to be like million dollar money makers. You know, you can make mm-hmm. like you know a couple thousand off of each project, but hey, you know, if you keep the mm-hmm. lights on and you're passing it by, mm-hmm. then yeah, why not? But... Yeah, it's also something else where you know I think people who are just straight up casuals just want to ever get this stuff. I just kind of realized that 
people are casuals are just fucking morons. That's being honest here. <laughs> it's a bunch of actual morons who they have the right ideas about some things, but oof, it's just not there. I just can't do it actually. Uh uh, what else? What other um are you gonna be watching any horror movies? Because we're in October currently right now, we're doing this episode. Gonna be going having like, like a horror binge or whatever. Um, at the current moment, I have no to my knowledge, no plan for like actual horror thing. I'm just, you know, keeping up, trying to catch up on whatever shows or animes I've been meaning to watch. Like I know it was like last week I finally watched Cyberpunk Edge Runner, which I've been meaning to do for a while, but just never got mm-hmm. around to it. I uh mm-hmm. unfortunately I watched that new Castlevania season and I'm just like, yeah, this is why I kinda <laughs> checked out though in season four. <laughs> Yeah, I heard everyone talking about it. I'd never been into that. So what was the big problem with a lot of the show in general, from your opinion? From my opinion, the first two seasons was great. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's like what you would want from a video game adaptation was like, okay, yeah, there's a couple of changes, a few changes to the characters, but it's not like it wasn't a absolute deal breaker. If you can just slightly accept that, okay, yeah, you know, the amount of Wanted to try something a little bit different with this character, mm-hmm. but overall, you know, like I think it was, suit the main character was Simon for the first season. I'm terrible mm-hmm. at names. It wasn't Simon. I think it was. I don't. They're probably not flaming the comments for this one, but you know, the character was still you know a badass monster vampire slaying main character. So even mm-hmm. if his personality is a bit derivative from how he was in the game, it's still like okay, yeah, but he still keeps the theme of Castlevania. Well, you're playing as a badass vampire killer and stuff mm-hmm. so that was basically how it was with season one and two and then season three season three and four it felt like the writers got cocky and they were just like oh yeah we can we can uh also be like game of thrones and then just start doing a whole lot of mm-hmm. bullshit sex and and stuff i'm just like okay Mm-hmm. Okay, cal- calm down. You're on something that's completely different. I know you didn't get to be on the Game of Thrones writer staff, but you don't mm-hmm. have to take out those issues on another show. And it just went downhill with like pointless characters, real, real theming and messages, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of things that I wish I could wipe from my memory. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even what about the new season, the Nocturnal mm-hmm. one? Mm-hmm. You know, they. For some reason, made about the French Revolution, and <laughs> the thing that I've known is they added slavery about it, but they didn't. You would think that they'll do something cool, like okay, yeah, you know, evolve things from Africa and stuff. They'll show how Africans deal with vampires with their own sense of system against it. But nope, they just did. Oh yeah, slavery, racism is like yeah, yes, congratulations, you, you turn a video game about killing Dracula into fucking slavery. Good job. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you are trying to say something before? Oh, no, no, no. I wanted to bring up the fact that, you know, people have this thing with anime where they just assume that it's all just gravy over here. Like, it's just <laughs> nothing bad. Nothing bad's ever happened. There's been, like, no controversies and everything's just been rose cakes and just fucking chocolate-filled rivers. It's like, no, anime's had issues itself, but... What I think the best thing about animes always did is it kind of just keeps, but there's so many of them, you know, like if an anime doesn't work for me, I'll watch it, I'll review it, and I just kind of move on, you know, that's it, you know, and there's always so much good out there in the storytelling where like the bad, it just, it really does stand out, but I think yeah, anime I think fans what understand. Really helped, oh, sorry. Yeah, I think what oh, sorry, really helped with it is um, it's a lot less. I'm going to say toxic even beat as well. Because, like, yeah, you cannot like someone. You know, some people are blaming mm-hmm. for it or be annoyed. But at the end of the day, if you don't like something, you don't like something. Mm-hmm. On the other side, if you don't like someone, all of a sudden, that's get taken as you say, hey, black people. <laughs> so, <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. So it's, that, it makes things a lot less enjoyable to be around. Because then it's like, okay, why do I want to bother? That's why I stopped watching shows. Because I'm like, okay, why bother watching? If I spend any moment doing anything there, the response isn't going to be that I'm a horrible person for not liking it or something else. Meanwhile, for anime, I cannot like popular shows when people don't like. And yeah, you know, they'll flame me for it. But at the end of the day, yeah, they just won't like me for it. I can move on with my day. Mm-hmm. And for, I think, 
when it comes to also anime, if people have to understand, people have been invested in this as long as some people have been invested into like comic books or whatever, right? Well, mm-hmm. people also need to fully grasp that, well, if an anime does something that, let's say, ruins the show, like ruins the characters, the storytelling you were building up, yeah, people are not going to be happy with that. I- I'm pretty sure people just don't even notice all the like backlash certain anime uh, shows choices will get them, you know? Like Dragon Ball Super has been one of those too, where people have been pretty open about how much they dislike the way Goku was portrayed in Dragon Ball Super, you know? But there's people that still like it. But you have, I think uh, people have another fair balance when it comes to anime. It's, you know, I understand this is a very bad thing that's going on, and people aren't afraid to just speak about it. But when it comes to other things, people on Twitter, they make like a bunch of weird, cringy stand accounts just trying to get off clout, which is so weird, man. <laughs> I hate it. Like, they're just there just to be contrarians, and that's all their whole, whole persona is, just to get free clout. I hate it. Oh, my God. I know. Usually, I just block them or ignore them, because like, even even wait to a second look at their posts, gonna end up making you see them more. So, I'm just like, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna treat you like an ant on the ground. I'm just gonna <laughs> hopefully walk by you you do your thing, you know, see how, how that helps you, and I'm gonna just keep being me. Oh, uh, you you uh you used to do this thing on your channel called uh, a couple years back. I don't know if you cringe at this stuff now, it's horribly summarized manga. <laughs> what was that based around? <laughs> oh no, it was just me. You know how some people sometimes do like uh some people might so basically, there was a YouTube I used to watch. His name was Tanking, Tanking 101. He used to do like a bleach review thing where he'll basically like uh summarize a a manga chapter or a arc and stuff like that. So he'll just do a little voiceover, his own jokes. Mm-hmm. So that was basically it for me. Where I'll just be like, oh okay, yeah, you know, let me just make a meme about this. Like I think the chapters I did was one when um everyone was fighting Sigiwaki the first mm-hmm. time. So I made a bunch of jokes. I made a joke about um, well, Sigawaki after he got burned by a devil. He was that guy who was like, mm-hmm. "Man's not hot. Pick me your jacket." All that stuff. You know? <laughs> it was fun. I I think I was in still in college during that time. So of course, you know, eventually when I got more busy, I couldn't keep up with it. But you know, I uh, like I said, I often don't like to regret my past. Come like one, it doesn't do too much for you, and mm-hmm. two, it's like, well, you know. Thankfully, I'm not in a horrible place in life right now, so it's not like <laughs> thing I did before was a huge mistake, you know. Right. So, as you guys know, he's a huge fan of My Hero Academia. So, how did you first stumble upon the series? Then, have you been watching it for as long as it's been dropping subbed and dubs? Actually, um, for the most part, at the moment, I'm mostly just a guy who keeps up with Chapterly in the manga. Cause, you know, it's a lot mm-hmm. easier to read a manga since like it's like okay yeah I can read it anytime. We need to do a chapter only takes like ten minutes or fifteen more, so it's easier to me to just read. fit it in. <laughs> Black people don't read. That's what the media told me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know there are exceptions to all, and apparently I'm one of them. Right? Yeah, yeah. So um, who who be your favorite hero? I'm sorry, favorite character from My Hero Academia. I got a couple, you know, of course, you know, getting out all the generic takes of um, Deku, All Might. You know, mm-hmm. I guess other people are people like Rumi for obvious reasons. She's a bit crazy. Uh, that's Milko. Other people, like, I actually been getting really into Sun Eater. I like him. Mm-hmm. Endeavor. A lot of people hate Endeavor, and I get why. I kind of find it interesting because I really yeah. like those people well. A lot of times, of course, with my past of fanfiction right now, a lot of people like to space in the character and the side characters around them as very mm-hmm. one note. Where it's like, okay, yeah, as long as you basically align with the main character or the main team and you're basically a good person, ooh, ooh I don't mm-hmm. do anything bad. Yeah, you're a good person. And anyone who does it innocently bad, they're the bully, the horrible person and stuff. But, you know, seeing something like Endeavor, despite mm-hmm. all the flaws and horrible things he does, but seeing that Okay, yeah, he's not a hundred percent aligned with the main character in his views and stuff, mm-hmm. but he's still trying to be a hero in his own way. I, know, I just find it entertaining and helps make things not be boring. So it's not like okay, yeah, yeah one person say this, so now everyone has to follow it. 
Yeah. Um. Initially, when you're looking at Endeavor, when he was first introduced in season two, I was like, oh, he look, that guy just looks cool as fuck. That's about to be like, I was, I thought it was initially going to be like kind of the Deku Blockerville thing. He's just, and it did pan out that he was All Might's rival, but a rival on a interesting scale. Like the <laughs> the the rivalries in My Academia weren't exactly like the rivalries that I've watched in other like anime. Where these weren't like rivalries based off like like fighting. It's more like this guy's thinking the other guy's better because he has a different perk than he does. And I was like, okay, interesting. And then when you had uh, Shoujo, oh, sorry, sorry, fucking Todoroki, when he had um, he's talking, he's telling Deku his like past about how he had that scar on his eye because his mom threw the that shit at him because she because she hated the situation she was in. You're just like, oh my god, this guy's been treating his family like straight shit. Then the whole Dobby situation happens, and that was, whew, you're like, God damn. And it's one of those things where you're also kind of glad the show does characters like that because it adds another layer and dimension to how just crazy some people are based off of what they want out of certain things, obviously, you know? Yeah, and I think it also helps cover how a lot of people, a lot of people seems to me personally, I feel like a lot of people miss a lot of the major things in My Hero for mm-hmm. what they want it to be. And so they miss how a lot probably about My Hero, about how a lot of different people, how they view being here and what they want from it. And so, you know, just seeing how he does it, he did a lot of horrible shit, no doubt, but it's kind of interesting to see it because, you know, much as you should hate him for all the things he did, mm-hmm. on some level, Depending on who you are, how competitive you are and stuff, you kind of get it. Because, like, yeah. you know, I'm still impressed that the guy saw someone. The guy was basically a freaking piccolo watching Goku fight. And then instead of being mm-hmm. like everyone else, he just gave up. He still mm-hmm. tried his best to reach that level. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. that is interesting to see. Right. Because uh, what do you think the best season of the show is? Because I don't know if they've subbed or dubbed season six yet actually because i hadn't got a chance to watch anything past season four but i've obviously kept it with the manga this entire time for the most part and i didn't get a chance to see the third movie i thought the first movie was actually really really good i thought the second movie was kind of a letdown but i haven't mm. see the third movie yet that first movie if you go back and watch that third that first movie that that shit ages like fine wine actually <laughs> but that All second right, movie aged kind of like milk <laughs> <laughs> yeah All right, i I gotta rewatch that movie. I remember some part about it. To me personally, I don't view movie. I mostly just view movie for entertainment, since for the most part they're non-canon events. So I just see them as, yeah. Hey, I just hope that characters I like get interactions we can't usually get in the story, and you know, more extensive right. on that. Yeah, that for the most part that's what you're gonna get. Because if you look for like deep story things, you're obviously setting yourself up for disappointment. Because like. Yeah, you know this can't be canon for multiple reasons. So why, <laughs> why put the expectation? Yeah, for me, uh, I remember the first movie. It takes place like before season three, and it's the only movie where Deku and All Might are like fighting together. Actually, like yeah. as a duo, that's crazy. That that didn't even happen in the show when he had his powers. That's bonkers to think about. Actually, yeah, I always thought it was I... a mistake to get rid of All Might's powers, though. And I and I feel like it wasn't a mistake in the idea, but it was a mistake how fast it happened. You know, I mm. feel like they should still have kept him around where he could just help the main cast out. But I guess it was the idea of I don't want to also use this guy as my get out of jail free card. You know, but we also remember the time the creator, I forget, uh, Hiroko, fuck is the name, I forgot the creator's name, but uh, he it was like Hirokoshi. Kirkoshi, yeah, he wanted to like people say he maybe wanted to end the series, so get all that going on. That's what I always didn't like about the show was that aspect. It's like you didn't need to get rid of All Might's character right now in season three, yeah. the first part that they did. They could have kept this guy's powers around and his character. His character was still around anyway. Like you could have had this guy for season four when they fought um all oh, the Bert the, the the guy who's messing with that girl forgot her name. Jeez. Oh, overhaul. overhaul. Yeah, they could have had him for overhaul. You still have had this guy throughout season five and obviously the war arc. The war arc he'd been so useful for, but no, they just kind of retired his character weirdly so early on. And I was like, oh, I just didn't like that decision when it happened, honestly. I don't know if you feel differently, but that was just me, honestly. Personally, I 
I'll say I absolutely like it, but I kind of like it because it would help push Deku and everyone else along. Because it was because of that that everyone started stepping up at his heels. Because even Mount Lady, someone who at the beginning was sold to be a very shallow, self serving person, literally started stepping mm-hmm. up because, you know, everyone just realized that, oh, oh, deal. The top person by far is gone forever. He's not coming back. Yeah, we got to. Right. We gotta start fixing some of these things. It's like it's like if the guy in your house who usually cleans everything up all of a sudden leaves, right. and now does everyone realize that? Oh yeah, this act takes a lot more to clean up. Someone's gotta step up. Mm-hmm. And no, I remember agree, earlier yeah. you asked before about how which season was my favorite. I'll say yeah. it'll be. It's this mix between season two and three, mostly season two, because I feel like that's had the most. Consistent, that's the best season. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one has season, the sports yeah. festival and then the stain mm-hmm. arc, and yeah, because so, yeah. um, season three is good in the first initial part of it, but then that second act of it is it drags out so hard, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's why I got to give it to season two since it's had the most consistent mm-hmm. best arcs that MJ yeah. has. When, and I also liked it how uh, Deku didn't beat Todoroki. And I think that is something that most animes would have had the main hero win, you know, typically. But I like that he didn't get a chance to beat Todoroki. He wasn't even stronger than him. Makes perfect sense. Other animes, I told people, would not have did that. They would have let the main character win knowing he got about to be some plot armor bullshit, actually. You know? Uh, yeah, I think a part I really liked about that fight where, like, all my kind of apply that Zuku... Could have a chance to win against him, but because mm-hmm. he was focused on more of saving Todoroki as a person than just mm-hmm. winning, that's how he caught that state, which I find interesting because it helps plus a lot of things about being a true hero. Well, instead of just mm-hmm. going for the win for himself, he thought about saving another person. Mm-hmm. And that thing is, uh, I remember uh, Shigaraki when people I don't know if people seen or read the manga as far as they did. But um, when you finally see that guy's backstory, it's just like, holy shit, god damn. Like, whew, man, some of the backstories you get on some of these villains are just absolutely crazy. I remember um, in the manga, Hawks had his wings burned off by Dobby. It's like, holy shit, this is, it went from like, oh, this is a kind of solidified style. This anime is like, oh, hell, geez, where do we get here? <laughs> holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, Emma can really turn into like some horror stuff. Uh, yeah, decently horror to like, damn, this yeah. got like one piece. Oh, okay, let's say this turned to like a Remember Attack on Titan uh, type of the war arc. Sorry. Deku was like trying to find um all for one, and he fights that girl, and he mm-hmm. beats her, and he convinced her she could be a good person again because you know talk no jutsu bullshit and these animes, <laughs> right? Then it's revealed yeah. that all all for one put a bomb inside of her, so she explodes because he gave her a quirk, like. Holy shit, that fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, that shook me. I'm like, oh, you. It makes sense, but like, you are a bastard for that one. <laughs> and, and that's the thing is, uh, oh, uh, the whole traitor thing with um the guy who shoots the the the, the laser out of his butt, it's his butt butt laser. Fuck, <laughs> God, uh, I Ayama. Ayama, yeah, when they had that reveal that he was the he was the initial trader who's been feeding um all for one information because he his parents gave him a quirk because they didn't want him to just be a fucking loser or some shit. <laughs> in that world, if you're not you don't have a quirk or a superpower, you're kind of just nothing, honestly, you know? And I was yeah. like, wait a minute, he's the trade. Oh, dang it. I mean, it does make sense though, because if you go back and watch, he's not really present during like a lot of the most important stuff surrounding um all for one, it, it, like it made sense when you, if you look back at the concept, it's like he did it really. This fucker. Yeah, that's the way you look at like things like how his quirk works and the issues he's been having was just like you know that is a little bit strange, but someone managed to get that far, but it still has so little mm-hmm. management with his own quirk that he only needs a belt and stuff like that or a support skill to even use it. Like, like yeah, yeah. I also liked uh, Tokoyami. I always thought he, his character was pretty cool, honestly. Oh, yeah. No, the development he got has been surprising to me. I'm like, hey, yo, people have been sleeping on him. He is easily... Okay, mm-hmm. let me not say easily, but I will be willing to debate that he's at least top five in the class. 
Probably, yeah, for sure. Definitely a strong character. Um, what else do you think? Because uh, I, I, I don't know how far you've gotten so far, but um, I'm how do you think up. the show would end, actually, if you had to do a prediction? A complete prediction? I'm, I'm going to go with a... One, I feel like All Might will most likely die. Well, no, I think he'll most likely actually survive. Because like, I feel like a major thing about him was that, okay, his story isn't just being the top hill and then dying at the end. It's him helping pave the world forward. So I think it's a high possibility that he could die. Mm-hmm. I feel like he might survive to be like that old man who talks to like the new, new, new kids to inspire them. And then, of course, Deku, I feel like he will, mm, he might not completely save Sekiwaki, like turn him into a good yeah. guy, but he'll save him in a spot where he'll pacify his evilness to well, okay, yeah, he still goes to jail and stuff, but he's not going to have that motivation to just go out and kill people. Like, have you ever watched The Dark Knight? The second yeah, Chris Nolan movie. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that scene where like the prisoners were all fighting to get the bomb to the other ship? Yeah. And that one really big black prisoner was like, hey, yo, just give it to me. And he just oh, took yeah. it and threw it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be what Deku will eventually do to take a walk to where it's like, yeah, he still goes to jail and stuff for his villainy, but he's more pacified as a villain. Yeah. Gosh. It's, man. Deku's gonna be pounding out that one girl's cheeks, probably. <laughs> God, the pipe's gonna be blowing her back completely out. Holy fuck. I got chasing some ass. I like it. Good job, Deku. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Uh all my I, all right, how do you feel about Toga? Are you are you Toga. someone who would stick your dick in crazy? Toga. Blonde hair girl, kind of vampiric. Oh! No! Oh hell! That bitch is crazy. No, I, I, I see. I mean, I snap her neck. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> hey, hey come her. on, give her a chance. Might be able to fix her. No, that that milk teacher they had looked way better. Oh, midnight. Yeah, that milk teacher they had looked pretty cute. I, I admit, admit that Toga is just creepy and weird. Like, oh god, fuck! I that bitch. Uh, uh-uh, you murder her on on like sight. Just, Hit the gun, because that bitch is crazy. He'll actually just kill you instantly. <laughs> okay. I think see. Shigaraki's powers are OP as hell. If you really look, look at how the series is structured. Like literally, he could have just killed Deku at the end of season two, and the whole show could have just been over. Honestly, like what an OP power that is. Like aging people. Don't know that one character, uh, Baragon, has that in Bleach too. If you touch someone, their body just starts decaying, and hits is even faster than Baragon's too. It hits is almost instantly. It's like that's so OP. That's why. I, uh, those have to be like final boss characters, though. If someone just touches you and you just start dying, like that's just crazy. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And yeah, I kind of like how they even develop it further because, like, you know, near the beginning, like midway point after overhaul, yeah, it's deadly, but seeing what other people can do, it's like, okay, yeah, if you have like some long range or decent fighting capability, it's not that strong, but not that it can start mm-hmm. affecting surroundings, it doesn't even mm-hmm. need to hit you directly and stuff. That what made it really deadly. Cause now I was like, okay, you know, you can't just uh call duty sniper him. Now it's like, okay, yeah, be careful. Even the building can be touched, and then you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Man, what are you? What is your uh, favorite fights in the show? Actually, uh, favorite fights add a couple: Endeavor versus the Nomu, mm-hmm. of course, Deku versus Todoroki, All Might versus All for One, and then it was. It happened recently in the manga, but it was when basically everyone fought all for one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just like that because, like, this helps so that because a lot of the recent things in my hero about how everyone, no matter how smart it is, that you have to do, needs to do at least something to help out for a cause instead of just mm-hmm. leaving up to the stronger person. So, just seeing everyone do whatever you can. I'll be honest. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if Midnight grabbed a slipper and started using it if she had to. <laughs> it's not, not Midnight uh, Mount Lady. One of my favorite but, fights yeah, I just that I go back and rewatch sometimes, just clips, is uh, All Might when he came in and fought the uh, Nomu in season one, where he mm-hmm. punched him out of the, the gym arena. 
always thought that was just so inspirational. That's like this. I forgot. People forget uh, All Might's voice actor is Vegeta, Chris Sabat. Mm-hmm. So just that guy is just so talented. And I hate when people go like voice actors aren't as valuable as like, you know, actors that do like movies and stuff like that. And it's like voice actors have so much harder of a work to prove to you that they're actually good at their job, you know? Yeah. Funny thing about that fight, that clip was actually what got me into my heel. Cause I remember I saw it, it was in like a watch mojo video stuff. And I just saw it. I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. a superhero anime. That's <laughs> good. Yeah, I'll bite. <laughs> yeah, because I remember watching, I remember going through season one initially, and I was like, okay, I I, I like this. And then there's that moment I was like, okay, all might's just the man. And then you know, like they subsequently got him like weaker each season. Like he only like, be in that form for like an hour. And then I remember watching the movie, the first movie, and when they teamed up. That, that's another one of my favorite scenes too. In the first movie, at the end of it, they team up and they did the double Detroit smash onto a I think it was Wolfsbane or some shit. Oh, that was an amazing moment right there. All of, all the friends are like cheering him on and shit like that. Just I was like, oh, good lord, uh, <laughs> peak. Uh, season three, oh, yeah, yeah, when he fought all for one, I when uh, I didn't, I, I thought other people did this fight hit for them, but it didn't really do for me when Deku fought that one guy, muscular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, with how people hyped up, it was a good scene, but I was like, you just go like, eh, this is like, you gotta act like this is like some Team Gohan versus yeah. Cell stuff, where this is more like Gohan versus Raccoon, but Gohan actually won. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh! So, do you? I think it was that like, all my this is all for one fight that made me stop reading the manga. Kind of just like, yeah, no, I can't wait for the next episode. I need to see what happens <laughs> by that. <laughs> so, uh, uh, forgot for One Piece. Did you mention that? Have you watched One Piece? You just watched the live action show that just recently came out. Oh, I just read the manga. I didn't. I didn't personally bother with the live action. Come just like, eh, okay. you know. No, I've read the manga too. Okay. Yeah, because like you know. I heard that Oda was hoping that it does well, so it'll be popular worldwide. And I kind of disagree with that. Cause I'm like, I feel like that's focusing on the wrong thing for the series. Because now people are, will most likely stop being attached to a completely different version of it, a version that's even skipping a lot of major things for the main one. But yeah, yeah right. hey, to still. Yeah, someone told me the major stuff that they did to change things up, and it's like. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! Really? Holy fuck! Yeah, I fucked over Sanji, which is whack. Uh, Sanji, my favorite character. So, God, I remember in the mo- like in the in the anime when Whitebeard and Akina were fighting. Uh, that got drawn out. It was a, f- a fine fight in and of itself. In the manga, it's it's just basically kind of just skipped over with like one panel. You know, reading the One mm. Piece manga, I, I had to consume it through like Shonen Jump books for the most part. Mm. Even though I watched the anime, because at a certain point in our life we didn't have like cable to watch it, so we I just get most of my stories through just showing jump mangas, and then going through the the Marine the Impel Down to Marine Ford arc, because the Shonen Jump books they skipped a lot of shit to get to they they told you what happened, how you got all your crew members and stuff with like Frankie and Bones, and when they fought um what's his name, where they got all split up with a bow of Hancock, yeah Luffy, oh my God, motherfucker, got on a island full of women uh why are people so lucky <laughs> and then they go to impel down impel down that was, that was a great arc too marine ford's arc my favorite in the entire anime i thought it was just so just a completely well done arc i just have one major issue with it but although other than that i just love that arc a lot i haven't watched anything past ace's back i haven't read anything past ace's backstory like after they uh after whitebeard died after the Ace's backstory, I didn't go past their uh, their time skip yet because I kind of want to go back and watch and review all of it. You know, I'm at a certain point now where YouTube, where I kind of want to go back and watch and review all the older stuff that I used to love to where the newest stuff is because I just that kind of a person. I, I have to keep stuff in order. If I start watching shit out of out of whack, I'm just like, oh, what's going on here? Fuck, big titties or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think for me, for one piece, you know, of course, I was mostly anime since that's how I got introduced. But then uh, I basically spent like an entire entire year basically bitching it. At least it was from like like they said it was like from Sabobody to mm-hmm. all the way to Wingford and the New World. And by the time I started catching up to it, when it was around, I think it was Punk Hazard or Dressrosa, 
Yeah, I think it was after Dress Rosa. That's why that swaps to manga since the anime was having some issues, at least with production wise. Well, like things would be like really, really drawn out or slow down. So I'm just like, eh, yeah, screw it. I'll just read a manga, you know, easier. So. Mm-hmm. What did you, you think about that one arc that everyone was complaining about? The Dread Rosa arc where Luffy ends up fighting Doflamingo? Did you feel like that arc just dragged out for too long? Anime-wise, mm, yeah, a little bit. Especially with, like, how many times they saw Rebecca's backstory. Because, like, you know, mm. first I didn't realize it, but after a while, I just went, like, you know, isn't this, like, the, the 16th <laughs> time I saw your backstory? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I get it. It'll say the present and everything, but, like, God damn <laughs> <laughs> they're like just can we get this the fuck on let's go exactly <laughs> my favorite fight uh anime wise or even manga wise when he fought um damn rob lucci i love that fight i thought the fight was amazing what completely well done fight right there you know i also find it weird for one piece how basically someone could be stronger than a person like physically but if they have a certain devil through that's just counteractive to yours they they, they just win like that's just so fucked like a kogichi you can tell it's like kind of stronger than both the two admirals, but because he has an ice power and they have well, one is a fire, so that just directly counters his. And then one guy can move with the speed of light. It's like fuck, they just screwed up with a black man, you know, man. <laughs> black guy's <laughs> always getting screwed. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, that's why every time I see a black person like Zoro, I'm just like, D- D- does he know? Or... <laughs> <laughs> see, that's oh, why I'm a Saji fan. He's a gentleman. Oh, I mean. <laughs> As much of the gentleman you can be. <laughs> yeah. I, I love how like, they, he loved women's so the game just to fucking load a Truny tunes <laughs> or his time skip. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. I love it. Um, I remember they came out with a new One Piece movie called One Piece Film Red, which is like Shanks's uh backstory. I I I love Shanks. I think Shanks is a great character, honestly. I gotta eventually watch that shit. Good lord. Uh right, no doubt. I do wish that he does a little bit more as you reach the end. Like him, what he did to kid was good. But I'm like, hey, I'm gonna still need a little bit more. Like the debate between him and Mihawk is still going crazy. Oh my my friend had this conversation too. I think Chinks just wins by default. Cause like I and I guess you can't really judge it by feats alone. Because p- people for Mihawk, everyone's like he's the world's greatest swordsman. That is true. That is 100 percent true. Nothing I can say to that. But during the war, Shanks came in. He was like, here's my fat cock. You guys are going to suck it? And they were like, nah, war is over. Like, he actually stopped the war in of itself. No one's stopping a war because of Mihawk. You know? No one stopped the war because Mihawk was there. Yeah, Mihawk didn't take any damage. But didn't Diamond Jozu? No, no. Diamond Jozu was fighting, um, what's his name? Okogichi. Most people, the bigger top white beard admirals, had no problem with Mihawk at all. Maybe Mihawk was holding back. I don't know. But the fact that someone could just, they were like not even willing to fight Shanks. They were like, I'm good on all this. Sengoku, uh, not Sengoku, yeah, Sengoku, he was like, no, we're going to just withdraw this fight right now. You know, like no one's scared of Mihawk on that level. Not disrespect to him, but that's a, that's a, I don't know. When, when, I, when I looked at that, I'm like, I told people that and they just, they go like, yeah, you got a point there. It's like, this guy literally stopped the entire war. Like Blackbeard was like, I'm not even fighting him. Blackbeard just ingested another devil fruit to himself. They're like, Shanks, now his cock is too big. He's like, hey, my dick's nine inches. You going to suck this? No. We run it. Yeah, especially <laughs> since Mihawk didn't even take him up on that challenge. Because, like, yeah, I doubt Shanks would not run the ones with him. But the fact that he just did it, I don't know, so that he may I remember, be... like, Mihawk, Mihawk seeks out Shanks to fight. Not the other way around. Mihawk goes out to fight Shanks. Even though he was going to be able to go toe-to-toe with him with just one hand, actually. You know, I think Shanks is just stronger. That, that that's just me, honestly. But hey, if your pains are always welcome, you know. <laughs> yeah. Not really, because people are liars. <laughs> I oh, like yeah. uh, oh, some just the war. It's like he fought Whitebeard consistently. He's one of the sort of what? What's the thing with that big, ugly, fat granny bitch? Oh my god, big that, mom. That, big mom. Yeah, what's her title? Because I know they like the warlords have a title. What, what what was their title? For God, fuck. Oh, the Yonko. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are, isn't that like considered some of the most like strongest pirates like in their universe and shit? You know. Yeah, and I think it was like in one of the more recent chapters, even Mihawk was like, you know, kind of sweating a little bit about going against another Yonko crew. 
So I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, it kind of seems like he's a little bit, little bit at least afraid of a young of actually going head to head with another Yonko crew. But yeah, yeah, who knows? Yeah, I think it's also Shanks hasn't even revealed his. I don't think he's been gone full full out at this point in the show. Like we don't really know too much about his powers outside of just from being just OP as fuck for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's just. How plot armor anime bullshit happens, you know? A character could just, like, talk to someone, and you're like, hey, be a good person. Um, okay. Interesting. Like, Naruto has that problem, too. It's like, it's like Naruto, this guy's a straight-up horrible human being. No, but he's good in you. Fuck. <laughs> God. I mean, hey, he was right in the end. I mean, that's, he did He did try crazy. that. He did try that with Kakuzu. He just straight murked him, so, you know, he obviously <laughs> knows to pick him. Oh, shit. Well, uh, time to wind down on this. It was great talking to you, man, for the first time. Can't wait to launch your campaign in January of 2024. <laughs> Not launching it toward the end of next year, because I don't know where the fuck you got that at. You were smoking some crack that day, probably. Um, <laughs> and do you have any shout-outs? Do you want to give to anyone in particular and anything else you want to say before we head out, actually? Uh, yeah, yeah, screw it. Why not? Uh, shout out to anime, great guy. Shout out to John Douglas, I like him. Shout out to Venus Press, I like him too. There's some cool people I talk to on Twitter at times. And uh, watch out for Renaissance Bullied Hero. That's the closest campaign, January 2024. If you like you know, a little bit of comedy, some action, and then seeing a big titty golf girl hang around and bully someone, you know, there's your show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Tyler C, who has Girl with, with the man Mega Fist. I always tell man, make a spinoff called Girl with the Fat Titties. And, you know, you'll make a lot of money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sal to Tyler, too. He's a great guy. I like him. He, yeah, he's uh, got a new campaign launching, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone, we'll see you guys later. Have a great night, everybody. 